Hello, Agape Church and friends. Welcome into the Building Up Podcast. This is episode number 99. Uh, I'm David. Thank you guys for being with us. We are continuing right now on the podcast to go through the wise sayings of Proverbs one chapter at a time. We have reached chapter 17 here on episode number 99. And so uh, I hope that you will use this. Perhaps you've already read Proverbs 17, which would be great, or you will read it right after the podcast, if you listen all the way through, and that would be great as well. Whichever one is, is most helpful to you, but this is definitely meant to be an aid, a guide, uh, looking at some of the big themes of each one of these chapters, and uh, just some of the things that I'm seeing as I'm reading through these, and then hopefully we'll find uh, that the same is happening for you. But I would also love to hear from you. So whether you're listening to this as, as we're recording this in the spring of 2022, as we go through Proverbs as a church, or maybe you're listening to this later on or even from outside Agape, uh, there's an email you'll hear at the outro of the podcast. If you don't have my personal contact information, I'd love to hear from you. Just know that you're listening to the podcast and that you're finding these to be helpful, and maybe you would share with me some of the things the Lord showed you as you were reading these wise sayings in Proverbs. So let's get to chapter 17. As an intro to that, I actually want to go back to chapter 16 for just a moment because there was a passage last week, uh, or excuse me, last episode of the podcast that I didn't get to due to time constraints. So I just wanted to mention it. It's chapter 16, verse 26. Very interesting proverb that says, a worker's appetite works for him. His mouth urges him on. And uh, on the surface, of course, that picture is that while hunger is is not something we all strive for to be hungry god actually uses hunger and and here on the surface god uses hunger or hunger is used in a person's life in order to compel them to work so a person will go and and they'll work because they're hungry and they need to make money so they can feed themselves and so hunger ultimately keeps them from being idle but when I read that, I thought about it in the spiritual sense because Jesus was always talking about spiritual hunger in the New Testament. And so, you know, when we are hungry for God, when we're hungry for the things of God, his word, and which I think is a gift from God, I think for us to spiritually hunger for the presence of God and to grow spiritually in the likeness of Christ, to hunger for that spiritually the way we hunger for food. I think that is something that we, that we should pray and ask God to help us have that hunger because it is that hunger spiritually that keeps us from being idle, that keeps us from apathy when it comes to our spiritual life. Now, I think the more we get into God's Word, the more that we pray, the more that we are in community, the more that we're learning what His Word says, I actually think that increases our appetite. It's like a it's, it's like a first course or an appetizer at a restaurant where you get something and you eat just a little bit and it just makes you hungry for more. I, I think that's the idea, that the more we get into uh, pursuing the presence of God in the ways that God has ordained for us to do so, worship through music, uh, praying, reading his word, studying, going to community groups, talking to those in our church about the Bible, 
um, listening to sound teaching, those kinds of things, it creates a hunger in us. And that hunger is really, really good because it keeps us from being idle. So I think that's an important proverb for us to keep in mind and uh, even pray about. Ask God to help us to be spiritually hungry so that we are not idle. Because when we are hungry, when we have a good appetite for God, we will pursue him. All right, chapter 17. Lots of themes in chapter 17 that I saw today. Um, or when I read through the chapter that we were going to talk about on the podcast. I don't know if we'll get to all of these or not. One big theme I saw was uh, Proverbs related to interpersonal conflict. Uh, when two individuals or more than two individuals are at odds and maybe they're trying to work that out or try to figure out how to uh, how to be at peace together, there's several Proverbs that relate to that. So chapter 17, verse 9 says, Whoever covers an offense seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates close friends. So again, we've kind of talked about this in some of the other Proverbs, but um, there are times where we just need to let things go. Now, that's not all the time, all right? There, there, are, there are many times in which we need to address and deal with things. To cover an offense does not mean to cover up evil. So there, there are certain things, especially when a crime has been committed, that those things need to be uncovered and they need to be dealt with in a wise way. But I think this is talking about offenses that happen in, uh, in between individuals. I don't know if that was the right phrase, but between individuals, um, in which they are at odds. And sometimes when, when, you know, in a marriage or friendship or in church community, we're going to offend each other. We're going to hurt each other. And there are times where we just need to let things go. We need to have the wisdom to just be able to say, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to cover that offense. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to mention it. I'm going to let it go. And, and Proverbs says you're actually seeking out love. I think it'd be right to say you're seeking out peace when you do that. But now the opposite of that would be someone who stirs things up. They're going to go and repeat a matter. They're going to gossip about it. They're going to share it with others. Uh, and that ends up bringing division and can even separate close friends, Proverbs says. So a wise person will know when is the right time to just let things go and seek out love. Verse 10. In seven, in verse, uh, excuse me, chapter 17. I'm going to get it together here in a moment. Says a rebuke goes deeper into a man of understanding than a hundred blows into a, into a fool. So there we're seeing what we've seen in some of the other proverbs that a person of understanding, a wise person, someone who's wise in their heart, uh, you can rebuke them. You can correct them. You can go to them and say, you know, you, uh, you have, offended me many times in the same way. I don't even know that you realize you're doing it, but it's hurtful, and I just want to talk about it. And and that type of right rebuke or correction will actually help a man of understanding uh, or a woman of understanding, a wise person, than if you were to beat a fool with a hundred blows. A foolish person isn't going to learn. They don't want to learn. They, they don't want to be rebuked. They don't want to be corrected. And, and you could, you could give them a hundred blows, Proverbs says, and they're not going to listen. Where one rebuke, one correction will do much good for a person of wisdom because people who are wise, they want to learn. They want to be corrected. They want to know 
what is right or how they can do better to live in community and to be more like Jesus. Verse, uh, let's see, verse 14 is one that's interesting. The beginning of strife is like letting out water. So quit before the quarrel breaks out. I, I mean, have you been in a relationship before? Maybe in your marriage or friendship or, uh, you know, again, in community, maybe at work. And you just know, you know what? If I keep pushing this, it's going to go bad. If I, if I keep, if I keep pressing in this situation, I, I see a fight coming on. Well, Proverbs says there's times where, you know, you see that and you need to just quit. You need to stop before it gets any further. Uh, if you don't, if you don't, it's like going to a dam and putting a little crack into it, just a little bit of a breach in that dam. And, and, and at the beginning, just a little bit of water is trickling out. But all of a sudden, that thing's going to break and it is going to be water rushing out and causing a lot of damage and a lot of harm. So Proverbs says, a wise person knows when I need to back off. I just need to quit. I don't need to keep pushing that. Now, the opposite of that is found in verse 19. It says, whoever loves transgression loves strife or loves things to be stirred up. And he who makes his door high seeks destruction. This is really the opposite. This is a person who doesn't want to quit before the fight breaks out. They actually enjoy that. They like pushing other people. They like seeing how far they can take something. Um, and you know what? They're not going to quit until the fight gets, uh, until the fight breaks out or until things get really bad. That high door, building up a high door, it's, it's a symbol of pride. This is a prideful person. Um, they get something out of that. They get something out of strife. They get something out of arguing. And so Proverbs is saying a wise person, again, they know when to just recognize I don't need to go any further and they need to back off. A foolish person, they don't really care. They're just going to push and push. Um, they're prideful. They don't want to learn, and, and they don't mind there being conflict. Verse 27, in this same theme of interpersonal conflict and dealing with that in a right way, verse 27 says, Whoever restrains his words has knowledge, and he who has a cool spirit is a man of understanding. So again, same principle there. Um, a wise person knows when to just restrain. Not say what he wants to say. <laughs> Not say what she wants to say. I'm just going to hold my tongue here. A cool spirit, one that's not easily angered or easily brought into a rage, uh, that is a person of understanding. That's a wise person. Verse 28 says, Even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he's deemed intelligent. That shows us the value of knowing when to just not speak. When to... Uh, wait for the right time to speak. You know, sometimes it's not about not saying something. It's about not saying it at the right, at the wrong time. You know, so it's, you know, sometimes in relationships, we need to address something. But what we can recognize is, you know what, if I talk about this now, it's not going to go good. So I need to wait for the right time. And so right now, I'm just going to keep silent. Even a foolish person, people will think they're wise if, if they know when to just keep their mouth Closed, And the point there is that foolish people often, they don't know when or how to do that. But if they're able to, they might actually cause someone to think they're a wise person because wise people know how to restrain their knowledge or know how to, excuse me, wise people know how to restrain their words at the right time. So lots of uh, proverbs in chapter 17 related to uh, interpersonal conflict and how to 
avoid some arguments and fights and the things that would actually make them worse. Another theme I wanted to point out from chapter 17 where several proverbs are about households, families, and friendships. So verse 1 in chapter 17 says, Better is a dry morsel with a with a with quiet than a house full of feasting with strife. So there that proverb is saying it is it would be better to live in a poor home, a home that doesn't have a lot, but that is loving. That would be far better than to be in a wealthy home that is filled with strife filled with division and fighting. You know, it, it's amazing how much we're pulled by fame. All of us to some degree, I say most of us to some degree, would love the idea of being famous. At least at least we would be intrigued by that. We, A lot of us, we like the celebrity culture. We like the idea of being recognized, and, and we've probably even wondered, man, that, that'd be good. Uh, but I, I think... A lot of times in the celebrity culture, what you see is so much fighting, so much strife. They're wealthy, but they don't necessarily have a loving home. And it would be better to just be unknown and poor and have a good and loving home than to be wealthy and well-known. Some of those things that we think would make life better. And that's part of what Solomon is pointing out here um, in chapter 17. Verse 6 in Proverbs 17 says, Grandchildren are the crown of the aged, and the glory of children is their fathers. I think that is a Proverbs that, a proverb that is telling us to cherish your families. So here it is that if you're an older person and you have grandchildren, that's actually a, that's actually a crown for you. That's a favor of your life. Enjoy them. And then at the same time, for the younger generation, those who are children, their glory or their parents when they're young, if you have loving parents, loving fathers, loving mothers, that's actually your crown, your glory. And so we see that, like cherish your families, no matter what age you are, if you have children or grandchildren, if you have parents or grandparents, cherish your families. Don't take them for granted. Love them. It is a wise person who does that, who knows the value of what they have in the family that God has given them. Maybe you have a family not by birth, but God has placed you into a family by circumstance. Cherish them. Enjoy them. That is what the Bible is pointing out. That's what Solomon is saying here. Verse 17 in chapter 17, A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. So there you have a true friend will love you always, even when things are bad. And you will find out those friends who are really more like family when you're going through really hard circumstances, when you're going through adverse times. You will see those people in your life who just keep loving you no matter what. Uh, and they care about you and they're there for you no matter what. And And you find out they're actually brothers, sisters. They're more like family than just friends. And so a wise person knows how to surround themselves with good, wise people who will be there for them. And a wise person knows how to be that kind of friend and that kind of brother and sister to others. Uh, let's do one more here. Um, look at verse uh, uh, 21 and 25. Verse 21 says, He who sires or gives birth to a fool gets himself sorrow, and the father of a fool has no joy but then there you go, verse uh, 25 also says, A foolish son is a grief to his father and bitterness to her who bore him. And, and there, there is just Proverbs telling us 
children and parents, seek wisdom. Be wise people. You're going to be a, a great benefit to your children, your grandchildren. You'll be a great benefit to your parents, your grandparents, if we all seek wisdom in our households, our families, and our friendships. And certainly in our churches, we'll be a benefit to each other if we're seeking after wisdom and the person of wisdom, Jesus. Thank you for being with us on this episode of the podcast. I look forward to talking with you again next time, Lord willing. Until then, grace and peace to your family. Thank you for listening to the Building Up Podcast, a ministry of Agape Church in Pinson, Alabama. If you have a question about today's podcast or would like to suggest a topic for the future, please email us, buildingup at agapepinson.com. To subscribe to this podcast, simply search for Building Up from Agape Church in your favorite podcast app. Turn